church. He's very faithful. Why? Because he's got a word to steal. He's got things to, he's got things that he, you know, the Bible says he comes immediately to steal the word that was sown in your heart. That means sometimes he'll bring pressure. But see, the thing, the thing is, is when it comes to the word, you, you do with the answer that you got. You learn to apply that answer. You learn how to live and, and cooperate. Learn how to function with the Holy Ghost. You're not resisting. You're, you're, you're opening your ears. You're hearing what has to be said because you know that there's answers in there. Amen? Say there's answers. I, I, I love so much what uh, the book of Psalms says in, eight, uh, uh, in, in, in Proverbs or Psalms 18.35. It says, your gentleness, Lord, has made me great. And, you're, and you're, how many of you know your Lord and your Savior, he's, he's working on, the, on your side. And sometimes he'll, sometimes I wonder what he does when he looks at us and we're not listening. He's like, he just sits there. I, I, I just see it. He goes, he loves you, but he's like, come on, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it if you just make an effort. If you just, if you just would obey. It's not, it's not enough to say, well, I'm human. God knows I'm going to make mistakes. No. You, you, were, you were made to be seated with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. Amen. That's what the scripture says. You are part of the body of Christ. So it's our job to enforce the victory, enforce the peace, walk in the fullness of the plan that God has for you in our lives. Amen. Amen. So let's open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, Father, as we hear your word, we receive your word, and that, Lord, that we are not just people, we're just not hearers only, but we're doers. Say, I am a doer of the word. I proclaim today, I'm being fed the word of God, and I will never be the same. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles over to the book of Acts 17. I'm just gonna, we're going we're gonna to start here for just momentarily. Pastor Melina helps me with my notes because she's a good typist. She's a good, she's a, that way I could read what I'm writing. <laughs> Come on, Acts 17, verse 11. Here's Paul, he's ministering in Berea. And then the brethren immediately, or let's just start verse 10. Then, then Paul immediately sent Paul and Silas and they went by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went to the synagogue of the Jews. Now, I want you to pay attention to verse 11. Now, these were more fair-minded than the Thessalonians, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether they were so. Fair-minded. When it comes to the word of God, it's important that you become fair-minded. How do, how do I become fair-minded? I see what it says in the scripture. I see it, if it says it in the scripture, then I adjust my thinking to the scripture. And far too often people want to debate. And see, things are not subject up to debate. Well, I can believe what I want to believe. No, you can't. You cannot believe what you want to believe. I can't believe what I want to believe. I can only believe what the Scripture says. And if I want any success when it comes to the Word of God, I have to believe what the Scripture says. Because far too often people want to hear it, but they don't want to do it. And see, and it's, not in just, it's not in the not doing that the blessing happens. Well, you know, I expect God to bless me because I've given. But you don't tithe. But I gave. I gave my, I gave my $2. God, that ought to count for something. Well, no, it doesn't. I know that's hard for some folks. I know it's hard for some folks. Because, so, you know, you know in, in reality, if you were to go to college and you're going to say, I'm going to turn this paper in, they ought to accept it because I did the work. No, it don't matter if you turn the paper in. It's got to be done the right way. Because if it ain't done the right way, what does it get done? You get it returned back to you. And that letter will reflect the effort that you put into it. In some cases, of my growing up in high school, it was either a D or an F. And if it was a C, it was a good week. Yes, praise the Lord. I, got, I done got me a C. Or you get an A in a class that everybody's going to get an A in a class. You know which class that is, art. I always, got, I always got A pluses in art, and no one's ever impressed that you got an A plus. <laughs> Pastor, I ain't impressed that you got an A plus in art. Not impressed. One time there was this one kid who got an F in art, and I never thought that was possible. How could you get an F in art? But they, got, they were, I think, the first person I ever met, and the last person I ever met who got an F in art. But, what, what, but here's the thing. As a believer, you have to participate. 
as a believer, you have to do. And if you're not doing the work, you're not spending the time, you're not getting in the face of the Lord, how many of you know that your efforts will reflect the, the lack thereof? Say, I want to be successful in the Word of God. You, you, have got to, you have got to desire it. Yeah. See, it's not, some people, well, you know, it seems it's like it's not fair. It seems like God, these folks, they always seem like they got a testimony, always got something to testify. Sometimes after, I kind of wonder, come on, they, are they just puffing up? Are they just making things up? No. Let me just tell you, as, as, as their pastor and your pastor, no, they're not. In fact, uh, they have more of a testimony, but like it would take good service for them to talk about their, their testimony. <laughs> Because God is always doing something. Yeah, that's right. Is it is it fair that see God moving on some folks and God not? Well, you know, I can see how that happened, but you know, people like them. No, no, it's not about people liking them. It's about God putting on the heart of another man, putting favor on the heart of another man where there was no place, where there was no room for that one spot. God made a way. That's right. That's right. But how did that happen? Yeah. By being obedient. By being a tither, by being honorable, yeah, right. by being honorable. Yeah. First, honoring the, honoring the word. Yeah. That when I heard the word, I was going to do the word. Yeah. That I wasn't just going to hear the word, but I was going to actually honor it. Yeah, that's right. If someone put a $100 bill in front of you, says, I'm going to give it to you. And you would say, yes, sir, I honor what you've just said and I receive it. <laughs> I honor what you just said. Yeah. Right? Now, if a man says, I'm going to give you $100, if you clear, I want you to clear all this trash, and you would take all the trash out. Now, if you did it right, and he said he gave you $100, and you still leave little stragglers behind, guess what he's going to say? Here's your $100. He, in the back of his mind, I'm not inviting you back next time. Because yeah. you, you didn't go the extra mile. You didn't, you didn't put the effort required for me to say, hey, come on back. Yeah. Because honor is reflected. Honor is reflected in those who, who know what honor is. You're not looking for little ways out. You're looking to do the best and represent the best. Right, amen. What, what best do you represent? You represent the Lord. Right. So you, you re and see, Christians ought to be the best employed. Right, amen. We're, not, we're not cutting corners. Right. Why? Because I, I, I'm part of the body. Right. Well, you know, I, I've never been that. You know, I, I don't ever think it's strange that Jesus was a carpenter. Because it, 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 it's, it's important that you pay attention to the details. I bet you he was the best carpenter in town, too. Probably everybody came around and bought, bought tables from Jesus because they were anointed tables. Right? But you see, you ought to be the best. Well, I've never been good at the details. Make yourself good at the details. Start saying you're good at the details. Start saying that I pay attention. Well, I've never been that good. No, those, those are the words that will always hang you up, that, that I've never been that way. You know, there's a lot of ways I used to not be growing up. But one, one of the things I, I believe the reason why I feel like I am, I am where I am today is because of the example of my parents. I saw their attention. I saw their care for their things. I saw how they took care of their things. I saw how they took care of other folks. And how many of you know, as growing up, that, that, that came on me. Yeah. So now my attention to paying attention to how other people's feelings are and, and seeing what we can do to get to that next step. And see, God puts people in your path all the time to help you get in that next level of life. And it's so true. You can't say you're self-made. Well, I just did this all on my own. Well, then maybe that's why you're maybe maybe that's where why you're at where you're at. I'm self-made. Well, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's maybe you need to unmake some of yourself. That's my dad. I use that like that Mexican logic. I don't know why you hit my head. Well, then why don't you, why did you hit your head? It wasn't on purpose. It was an accident. Like you had some control over some things, right? But there's some things that you can do that have influenced your life in a certain way, in a certain direction that you can change. See, I can change. And you're anointed by the heavenly father above to overcome, to live in victory. You don't have to live the same way you lived. You don't have to act the way you used to act. You don't have to talk the way you used to talk. You don't have to use curse words no more. Some of you look surprised when I said that. Well, I don't. You don't. You don't have to use them curse words anymore because you're cursing your life. You curse your life every time you, you talk that way. You damn your life. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not cussing when I say that. 
But a curse word, it, it brings down, it, it, it dams up. It creates a physical dam that, that keeps the, phys, the, the, the spiritual blessings flowing. It's a blessing blocker. And some of you got too many beavers in your backyard building up dams. You know them are the ones you don't address. You know you should have killed that beaver 10 months ago. But you just, you think he's so cute and so cuddly and he's just become part of the family. Grandpa owned that beaver. And now, you know, it's just kind of like been a part of our family. Well, you got to tear down that dam if you want the, the blessings to flow. Well, what, what, what about, what are those, what are those, those old dams? Well, those old dams are traditions, ways of thinking, ways of operating. Papa did it this way. Grandma did it this way. And yet God's saying, tear it down. But it's going to hurt because those are special memories. Well, if you're going to be, if you want God's best for your life, you're going to have to leave some things behind. Well, we're going to celebrate Sunday. We always drink beer on Super Bowl Sunday. That's what we do. No, not anymore. You're part of a new family. You're part of the family of God. And you ought to act and look like you're part of that family. How do you know you're a Dela Cruz? Because you work hard. You care about people. You pay attention to the details. All my children are excellent. They're excellent. They pay attention. People, people always look at them and say, that's an excellent family. You look at the work that Olivia does, the work of Sophia does, you work at the work, even the work of my son Ethan. Always good quality. Always hard working. Always there to the very end. Where do they get that from? Their parents. Where did their parents get it from? Their parents. Because we're Dela Cruz's. We work hard. See, that, that ought to be how you talk about talking your family. That's right. That's right. We're the we're Hernandez family. We always work hard. Right. We're, not, we're not looking for handouts. Come on, we're looking to be a blessing. God bless his family so we can be a blessing. You see, you start talking that way, things begin to change in your family. Now, I haven't even started to teach. I'm just preaching. But it's important that you and I continue in the word. And to be fair-minded. To be fair-minded. To be fair-minded to yourself. To be fair-minded to those around you. If you're not honest with yourself... You're lying to yourself. If you're, if you're doing things because you don't want to be embarrassed because you always, you always haven't done things right, then you're not doing it right. You, 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 you're, if you're getting embarrassed about things that you're making a mistake of, then you're, you're, your thinking's wrong. You can't be embarrassed. The only thing you, because everybody else sees it, that you're making mistakes. The only thing you can do is say, you know what? I thank you, Father. I repent. Do you know in this family, she's, she's Pastor Melina said, hey, uh, Marcus, she'll pull me aside, honey, baby. I go, and you, she does that, I go, yeah. <laughs> What's up, baby? What's up? What's up? She goes, well, I noticed, and she'll, 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 she'll always put a little, she'll always put a little honey out there before she brings out and pulls out the clippers. Yeah! <laughs> but it's good because, you know, we talk about things and how we want to change things and how we want to make things better. And there's times where she says, you know what, I think we need to do this. And you said this. And I go, I know when I said it. Ugh. But what are we doing? We're making each other better. Right. She's, I'm on her side. Yes. She's on my side. Yes. I know she's not against me. She's for me. Right. Do you hear what I said? Yes. And in our marriages, we ought to be for each other. Right. Not trying to outprove one another. See, I was right and you were wrong. Uh -huh. Right? That wrong attitude. I said wrong attitude. God, you can't go very far with that type of attitude in your life. You've got to always be teachable. There's times that my kids notice something bad. Da, 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 da. I won't tell you exactly when I go, ooh, okay. Thank, thanks for the heads up. But see, God gives you more than one set of eyes to help you. I said God gives you more than one set of eyes to help you. You've you got to be fair-minded, listen to receive what is being said. Is it fair? Does this line up with the Word of God? You know, we don't always agree on everything. We don't. And sometimes it just takes me a while to just maybe think things through like, and, and try to see it from her side. But that's, that's okay. There's times you're going to be part, doesn't mean you're going to agree on everything. Sometimes you're just going to have to agree to, to disagree and be okay with it 
and not continue in fighting, but, re but recognize that you're both looking out for one another. Yeah. Amen? You're on the same team. Say, I am, I am. on the same team. It's important that you become on the same team, that you live on the same team, that you're not fighting one another like you're on the, on the opposite side. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 10. Before any man wishes to be successful, he must be convinced that he can do something. You've got to stop making excuses. If you want to be a winner, you're going to have to start talking differently. You must train and practice. And you also got to trust the people who train you. You got to study. You got to change the way you talk. You ever notice when the, those, those um, army rangers or those, those soldiers in, in training boot camp, they always sing the same song. They even sing the same song. And they're both doing the same thing, the same, whatever. I don't know all the, the ones. I used to remember as a kid growing up what some of those songs were. And why are they doing that? They're getting their mouth to say the same thing. They're getting their physical body to do the same thing. They're getting their actions to be in line with doing things a certain way, the right way. And when you learn to get things in your heart and your actions and in your mouth, doing the same thing that is being taught from the pulpit, things in your life will begin to change. But you got to be confident that what's being taught here can be applied out there. And you see, if you're not going to do it in here, you won't be successful at doing out there. I had the honor and the, uh, the privilege of being under one of the best, best wrestling coaches here in this area for years, for years. And he was so good, no one questioned his whatever he told you. No, you he got so good. He got so good at what he did. The, the, even the wrestlers, even one now and then you get people with bad attitudes. You knew the ones who weren't going to succeed as a wrestler. If you're an athlete, you know who's not going to succeed and who isn't. So it's a guy who's who's got an attitude, who wants to buck, who wants to fight, who doesn't who doesn't buy into everything that's being taught, taught to him. But if you're paying attention, you'll be successful. And I paid attention to him. I got to I got to beat some of the best people that I ever that were that were well-known national people. I got, I got to do some fun things, things I never thought were physical. And, you know, here's the thing. I began to believe in myself because I trusted the man. I trusted the man in his reputation. And then when he showed me something, I, I learned. to. And then my father, who was a great help to me, he said, always tell me, rehearse what it is that you're going to do before you go out there and do it. He says, mentally play over and over your plan of how you want to respond in that wrestling match. Christians, if you want to be successful, start replaying, start recounting, start revisiting your successes from the past. Start going over what you want to do, what, how you want to accomplish the things that you need to say and how God wants you to say it. Not how you would want to say, I just want to give him a piece of my mind is what I want to do. No, you give him what, you give him what the Lord has. You, you take up the mind of Christ on certain things. Take, take the old man way out. Come on, that old carnal bucket way. Always responding to your wife out of anger or hostility or your, your co-workers out of anger and hostility. Learning to work with other folks. And start seeing yourself as being on the same team. Teams that are successful, are they actually believe that they're on the same team. They actually believe that they're, they're trying to win. They actually believe that they're trying to just do their job and do their best at their job. And if you're going to be a Christian and, and be a part of the body of Christ, you've got to be willing to just do your part. And not always argue your way out of your part. Too many people want to argue their way out of their role. And over here in Romans chapter 10, how many of you got to Romans chapter 10? <clears throat> what part does it say? The word is near you, it's in your mouth, and it's in your heart. That the word of faith which we preach... Where's the word? It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. Your heart and your mouth shouldn't have things dominated that don't belong there. Your mouth shouldn't be full of strife. 
Your mouth shouldn't be full of resentment. Your mouth shouldn't be full of full of rumors and and innuendos and and coarse jesting and uh, which is you know rude jokes or maybe things that are just kind of just you know you're making your little dig at somebody. Your mouth shouldn't be used for those things. You have a word, a word of faith, which you've put the word in your heart. It's in your mouth. You want some things to happen in your life? Start saying you want the things you want to have happen. I thank you, Father. I walk in complete healing. I thank you, Father. I walk in forgiveness. I'm a person of forgiveness. I'm one of the thing, greatest things of my, my personality is I'm, I, I let things go really well. Boy, you just start talking that way and you just start saying it's part of my character. That's part of my DNA. I'm not an overreactor. I come from a long, long line of people who don't overreact. For one, my dad's not an overreactor. Never been that way. So therefore, I'm not going to be an overreactor. And, and, and if let's say you perhaps maybe you come from a family that isn't like that. Well, you have Jesus who's now part of the who's now part of your family. And so I don't I come from a good DNA. I come from a good background. I don't have to respond the same way I used to respond. No, because I'm I, I got a good example of how to respond. Boy, Jesus is full of examples of how to respond to life. A lot of great examples. Full of wisdom, full of character. Full, a mouth full of the right things to say. Your mouth can f- be full of the right things to say. Well, I'm a quiet person. Well, don't just say because you're quiet doesn't mean you don't know anything. That's just dumb. I'm a, I, I've met some quiet people that don't know how smart they are. You're, you see me, you quiet people that say, well, I'm just quiet. No, you're smart. You pick up a lot more than a lot of people who talk too much. So there's a, I'm gonna just let me just confer with you right now that you are smart. Just because you don't talk a lot don't mean you, you don't have nothing. Just make sure you say the right thing and learn how to teach your mouth how, what to say. The mouth, the, 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 here's something about people who are wise. They teach their mouth what to say. Start teaching your mouth what you, what you want to say and how you want to respond. Start teaching your mouth that, that these are the things and these are the ways you should respond and speak. Watch people and how they speak and how others respond and look at the faces of how other people respond. Pay attention. Pay attention because you're a child of God. You should be alert because you're a child of God. You notice the details. Say, I notice the details. Jesus was a carpenter. He paid attention to details. I pay attention to details. Details matter. They matter. I believe that when Jesus started the church, he knew what he was building. I, I believe that every, every apostle and this uh, person he, 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 he chose was with the idea that they had a choice to succeed or not. Did everybody succeed? No. Some didn't, but a lot did. Well, Jesus chose them and they're not succeeding. Yeah. But it's the choice of the person. Just because you have the assignment doesn't mean you're going to be successful if, you don't, if you're not willing to follow the plan. See, as a pastor, you know, how many of you know it's, it's just as much my job to do the word than it is your job to do the word? And sometimes I know, I've known folks over the years who've preached the word but just don't do it. They won't apply it to themselves. They won't do it. They'll tell you, but they won't do it. They'll talk about honor, but they themselves won't do it. I've known some folks that like that. I've known some folks like that. I'm going to tell you right now, it's important that you learn to honor. And, and, as a, and I don't remove myself from that. You know when pastor shows up, we clean our house. We, 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 you would swear that the president of the United States was coming. Well, they're just, they're just people. No, it has something to do with honor. It has to do something with respect. And if I can't honor her and I can't be, how, how will I ever get to where I need to be if I'm not willing to do what I tell you to do? Right. Listening to the word, sitting down, I sit down, I listen to the word, I put the word in so I know how to respond. Well, Pastor, how do I get men? How, you say to yourself, how do I get wisdom? Start listening to the word daily. I said, men, don't leave your wife alone to just sit there and be the spiritual leader. I listen to, I don't listen just to anybody. I listen to good, solid people. You should be listening to everybody we put in front of you. Pastor Nancy, uh, uh, Jay Eberly, uh, Reverend Ike. 
Come on. People that are in our camp that we know that are solid. I know more about Pastor Ike. Do you reason why I like bringing Pastor Ike here? Because I know him. I know that man knows how to honor. I've seen how he honors Pastor Jay. And I know that man's a man of honor. And, you, and it's nice to have someone come in this. And you notice it's different when he's here. And then when he leaves, there's a difference. You sense the difference. Why is there a difference? Because he knows how to honor. Yeah. And then you can, and you can see it coming on the people here. Because then people yeah. here change. And they know how to honor. We don't bring him just because he can do that, but we bring him here because we sense that, hey, I'm, he, there's an anointing, and I need that anointing in my life. I need to be refreshed like that. The word just don't go one way. It goes two ways. Praise the Lord. Come on. So your mouth is, 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 is your standard firearm, and your heart gives you ammo. Where does that ammo come from? It should come from the Word of God. You've got the Word of God in your heart, and you're letting it escape your mouth. You're putting to death the works of the enemy. You're, you're, you're calling those things that be not as though they were. Oh, I didn't say that. Mark 11 said that. You say, say unto the mountain, be thou removed. You know, he didn't just put stuff there just so that you can hear it and, and tickle your ear and say, yeah, I can do that. And then just walk away. Oh, that was a good message. It made me feel good. No, see, the word isn't here just so you sit, so you sit here and make you feel good and walk yeah. away and that you felt good. No, the word so that you can change some things, right. become victorious over some things. Amen. You were created to be victorious. It's time for you to start living like you're on the winning team. Start getting some W's under your belt. That's what a lot of you need. Some of you, some of you need a, you need a win. You need a breakthrough. You, some of you just get, you're, you're, you're so used to get living life beat up and beat down that God says enough is enough. He don't like it. You ever have a loved one who's in a who's in a brawl, or who's in a fight, and you've seen them getting whooped, and you're like, mm, "Boy, I would like to help them," but that's what it was like in grade school. That's how you know you're old school Mexican. You and your cousins are fighting against other people. Like, come on, oh man, he's getting whooped. Man, you got whooped. Man, what happened? What's wrong with you? You're not building them up, man. What's wrong with you, man? I told you to keep your fist up, right? How many of you? How many got the old boxing gloves? When you were a kid, you got boxing gloves, and they were all fighting each other, and like you knew the fight was over until someone cried. <laughs> right but it taught you some things see when it comes to the word of god you don't put your hands down you stay alert you keep your head up you learn how to win well i'm not built to be a fighter yes you are you are part of the army of god you are part of the army of the lord you are the body of christ you need to start believing and start seeing yourself as a victor you're on the winning team You got to start seeing yourself on the winning team. Too many people don't see themselves winning. Well, I got too much child support to pay. How am I ever going to make it? You'll make it. Start believing God for the money. Start believing God that you, God, God is going to give you a rich supply to take care of them bills from the mistakes that you've made in the past. Start believing God is going to bring you over to the other side. Start believing God that he's, he's, that he's your financier. Start believing God he's the one that's going to get you the promotion that you need. Well, I'm in a dead-end career. Well, see God undeadening your career. He, he rose a dead man from the grave. And even by now, he stinketh, said, 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 said his sister. Well, he stinketh now. It's too late. He's starting to smell like death. And what, all he did, what did it take was one word from Jesus. Yeah. Come on out. Yeah. Separate yourself from among the dead. Yeah. Bring yourself up to the living. It's all it takes. It just takes one of you hearing from God and saying, you know what? I'm going to start responding. I'm going to start responding. Yeah. See, his, you know, I find very interesting boss, that, that, that Thomas's boss spoke, had it on his heart. How did it get to that man's heart? Yeah. How? Did Tom go sit there and beg, you know, I could really, you know, I could really use a car, boss. <laughs> I, I done paid my bill. I'm paying gas and, you know, but I really need a car. Yeah. I guarantee you he did not do that. 
What he saw was favor. What he, God put him on his heart. And when God put him on his heart, that was the start. Come on. There's somebody who's got you on their heart. Who God wants to say, I see them. I, I need to promote them. There's something different about them. God is doing something in them. Come on. Start seeing yourself on the victor side. Woo! Come on. It's got, but the word's got to be in your mouth. We've said you've got, if you're going to see something, you're going to have to start saying some things. My God, I've just never been bold. I've just never been bold. I've just been just quite a quiet and humble type. That's just a lot. Humble. I'm just quiet and humble. I've never been the one to speak up. Always sat in the back. Just a little wallflower. Afraid to say anything. I'm going to tell you something. If you're afraid, you'll never get ahead. If you're afraid, Remember what, do you remember the story of Gideon? There's 15,000, or, or, or I don't remember the number. But he, the Lord says, your, 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 your numbers are too great. And he said, you, you got to really think about this for a moment. Your numbers are, we're going to war. Everybody should matter, right, God? But God doesn't look at it that way. He says, whoever's afraid, go home today. 5,000 left. Then it got down to who wasn't afraid. Once they got rid of those who were fearful, because your fear will never get you into more. I want you to pay attention. Even those who were fearful couldn't walk into God's victory. They had to be first removed before they could walk in. That means they had to learn to trust the man that was in front of them, that he was hearing from God to help them get into more. He had to hear it. They had to hear it and believe what, the, what he was saying. Yeah. Then God qualified in the next step. I, we got to see if you're going to, how you live your life. And those who stuck their head and, and, and drank, hey, you're going home. There's no discipline in that. But the man who scooped the water from his mouth and had enough self-control and drank with his hand, that man was, who, who was able to stay alert, and dip, didn't dip his head down like a dog, let those guys stay. There was only 300 of them guys. Only 300 out of 15,000 qualified. But not here. We don't dip our heads like dogs. We pick our heads up. We are trained. We know how to respond. We know how to speak. Because you're winners. You hear I said? Say, I'm a winner. And if it's hard for you to say that you're a winner, you've been living, you've been living far too low for too long. Far too low for long, for too long. And God don't want you living like that. I said, God don't want you living like that. Let's open to Proverbs chapter 16. So we need to teach our mouth what to say. We have to keep saying if we want to see his promises come to pass. We have to teach your mouth to speak right, to agree with his word. Proverbs 16, 23. Say amen when you get there. It says the heart of the wise teaches his mouth. And he adds learning to his lips. The mouth of the wise. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. If you're used to saying what you want to say, stop saying what you want to say so you can start changing the things that need to change. Refuse it. Refuse your old way of talking. Refuse it. I'm going to go to this side. Refuse your old way of talking. Refuse it. I refuse to cuss. I refuse to talk like the rest of the people in my family. I refuse it. I don't have to say things to be cool or to feel like I'm connecting or being relevant. I'm a different person. I'm separated yeah, yeah. unto the master's use. Yes, that's right. I'm, I'm a wise man. I'm teaching my mouth what to say. Right. I don't have to lie. Do you like this? Well, it's something, not, it's something that I would pick. But yeah, if you like it. 
You don't, always, you don't have to lie. Oh, that's really great. And you don't like it. The food's terrible. Do you like this food? Well, it wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> I think I'm going to stop at Wendy's on my way back home. <laughs> I have a family member that used to make something every year, and everybody in the family said they loved it, and I hated it. <laughs> hated it. And I'd go to the family member's house, and they'd cook that up, and they'd have it in the pot. They'd go, oh, man, it's, it's something that they're known for making, and I'd taste it like, ooh. Known for what? Not to eat or to eat it? I don't know. But you can, you can acquire a taste of bad cooking. That's all I'm saying. Some folks have acquired a taste for some bad cooking. And so when people bring good cooking to your home, you're like, oh, Jesus, come over, please, more time. Please come over. Please come over to my house. But you got to be honest. You can't, you can't live a life of lies. And, and you don't have, doesn't mean you have to be rude. You just don't enter in on some topics. Hey, did uh, so-and-so do this? Well, you need to talk to them. I think that's your best answer. That's your best answer. You need to talk to them. You see why he's teaching in his mouth what to say. Well, he said this. Well, you need to talk to him then. Well, did he say this? Well, you were there. Well, you need to talk to him what he said. Removing yourself out of it teaching your mouth what to say. The mouth of the wise teaches his lips. Come on. And he adds learning. He's one of his mouth opens and then he's adding learning to it. In other words, I I, I know what to say now. I've got a wise, but I'm adding learning because I ain't saying some stuff that I used to say. Because there's, I mean, how many, how many, how many people with a raise of hands have ever said anything stupid? I'm putting two hands, I got a foot up, and I know some of the people are lying because there's some folks that never put their, I ain't putting their hand up at all. And then we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that demon later on. We'll, we'll deal with that later on. We'll just, we'll, we'll just, we'll lay hands and command that lying spirit to leave right now. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, we've all said stupid things. We've all said foolish things. And how many of you know that you can learn from those things? Well, you need to tell me what it is, and you know they're going to get upset. Well, I'd like to tell you, but you, you, have a, you tell them the truth. I'd like to tell you, but you lose your temper. You, you, have, you have poor self-control. Whoa! That's my point. So I'm going, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want here? You want what you want to hear, what you need to hear. What, what, do, you, what do you want? And you who lose your temper when people tell you the things you don't want to hear, you got to sometimes, I mean, I'm going to be honest. You've been married 25, 25 plus years. S- somebody with redheads about to say, say something that you just <laughs> don't want to hear. But what do you do? Okay, tell me what you need. You're like, you're, you're, in, you're on the inside. You're angry. You're yelling on the inside. I mean, I'm, on the inside, I'm going all over the place. But in my heart, I know that I need to listen. Even though it feels like it hurts, even though it feels like I'm getting a little whooping here, I know I got to be quiet. I know I got to listen. But if I'm wise, I see scriptures. I know what they're saying lines up with the word. Now, some people are going to say some crazy. I, you should you should have gone talk to them and you should have gave them a piece. No, that's not the word. You know, you need to walk in love. You need to say the right things. You can't just say anything you think. That's Bible. That's Bible advice. Now, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good at you. But I'm telling you, we're, we're here to help with one another, right? Say, I am learning. I'm the head. I am not the tail. I'm on the victory side. Come on, come on the victory side. Some of you who've been sitting on the, on the fence for a while wanting to get some victory on your belt, quit, quit, quit sitting on the side sideline. Start participating. Don't just be a spectator. Start, start doing the word. Start getting some victory. Start getting some W's under your belt. You, well, Pastor, you keep saying that. Well, I'm going to say it until you start doing it. Faith don't come by hearing and hearing once. Comes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. How will they know unless they, they be, it be preached to them? How, how will you know unless you start hearing and start doing? Amen. 
So we don't shoot off our mouth. We don't. We practice good gun safety. You're a soldier. You just don't shoot your mouth off. People get hurt. And it, and how should I put it this way? An unregulated mouth is a depleted life. You just say what you want, you're depleting your resources. You're bringing your energy levels low. You're not living at the high life and the high quality life that you should live. And you ought to, should, well, what do I talk about if I don't, start talking about, start rehearsing the victories in your mouth of what God has done. You want more victory in your life? Start rehearsing some of the things that God, remember the time you healed me, God? Remember the time you bought me that house and we thought it was going to be impossible? And Pastor Melina looks at you crazy like, how are we going to get in this house? Remember that? Remember how we got in the house? Remember how when we got in the first house? Remember how God, God healed your baby's leg? Remember, remember that time when God just brought you groceries and gave you money, gave you increased pay to bill? Oh, my God. God, God has come through so many times. So many times. So many times. So many times God's brought you through. So many times God's got you in the house. So many times he got you Carthage even when the old one died. So many times that he, when you didn't know what to do, he gave you the wisdom. He showed you where to be even if you didn't know where to go. He showed you. Rehearse it. Talk about it. Well, I know that's, I don't, people don't want to hear this. They need, you need to hear yourself. Yeah. Revisit the story. Remember we called it, we, someone gave us a word years ago that we were going to have a house. And then, then the, now the kid, we, and so we just finally got a revelation. We just need to call it in. And we started calling it in. And next thing you know, it started coming in. And then we walked in our houses. And, hey, hey, this works. This works. Come on, you rehearse it. I'm t- this is how you win. This is. I'm telling you, these are the exercises. These are the techniques of, of stepping into more. Praise God. Man, I tell you, you, that's how you get into things. 1 Samuel 17. Say, I am a champion, a victor. I'm on the winner's side. My son, he was on that, one, that, that state championship team. First one in the Tulare County ever win a state victory. But I remember some years ago when I was playing football, I heard this once, and it stuck out to me back in the days. Our, 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 our football team at Menachee had somehow taken second, so they were going to be in the playoffs of the Valley playoffs. And the first team, they said, well, you know, they were a, a highly ranked. The team they were playing was a highly, it was a number one seed, and they were, they were a lowly team that just barely made it in and because, of, because of the record. And I remember somebody goes, oh, you know, those guys, they, uh, what do you call it? they scout, and, and they got the best athletes. And, and I heard that so much during that crisis. I go, who cares? You guys are good. You guys can win it. Oh, no, no. They're, they're, it'd be hard to win that game. How many of you know they were already defeated yeah. when they started talking that way? already started talking. When you start talking, sir, what you already defeated. Yeah. You start talking losing, you're already defeated. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. You start talking doubt, you start talking like you already defeated, you'll stay there. You'll never get out until you start talking like a winner. On. That's one thing I loved about being on that wrestling team that taught me. If I couldn't be on any other winning team, at least I could be with a group of people that knew how to talk right. You need to be with a group of people that know how to talk right and start talking about what God is doing and all that he is doing. That's right. I, 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 it made a difference in my life. And then when I heard the coach talking, he, I guess he had some teams that did, so they just didn't buy in. But you, then, then he had a group that just worked hard. They didn't talk about their problems. Come on, guys, you can do it. We, they, the, the emphasis was never, they got a better club, they recruit. Forget all that. They've got more black guys than us. I told I had a team that they said that. We had like two guys in there. They got tons of black guys. We're never going to win. <laughs> and here you got a bunch of Mexican kids playing against kids of different colors. Sometimes more black kids than white, uh, than white kids. And they never got moved, and they still beat teams. They weren't moved by the people in front of them. Yeah. 
If you're going to be successful, you can't be moved by the people you see in front of them. Well, they've got themselves well put together. They've got, they've got the best coach. They've got the best field. Come on, it's not all about that team. That's right. It's not all about that church. It's not all about that. Come on, you're, you are on the best team. You're on God's team. How many of you got to Daniel, uh, 1 Samuel 17 yet? Now you have to, you have to pardon me because I don't got my glasses on. I should have brought them, but I forgot them. But we, we ain't going to be moved by any of that. Verse 32. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of the servant will go forth and fight with this Philistine. This is, this is David. Talking, talking, David talking to Saul. Don't, don't let your heart fail. I'm here to save the day. And God looked at him. And he said, you're a boy. How, how are you going to come in and do anything? You're a child. You're a baby. You're, you're set. You're, you're, you were just in your, he's only 17 or 18. This man, you're going to fight. This man, you're going to faith. He's been a, he's been a, he's been a warrior since his youth. You, you, Sarah. Alfonso, you, Joel, you, you guys, you going to fight him? No, that's impossible. But he didn't stay there. He, he didn't stay with that, that, that frame of thought or that way of thinking. He, he didn't allow himself to stay there and, and be beat down. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I didn't put up with nothing. That's my version right there. I went out after it and struck it and delivered it out of the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose up, in other words, when it rose up against me, some of us, oh, I hit it. But, you know, the devil, he flared up like he's like, you know, how, how some people are. They start, you hit me. He, he puffed up. He flared. He twitched like he's going to hit me. I said, no, Lord, I'm going to get him back. <laughs> and I caught him by the beard, orale, and I struck him and killed it. And your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. The Bible said, moreover, say moreover, because I ain't done talking yet. See, in the midst of some things, you got to start talking about what you're going to do, right. how you're going to do it, how you're going to get on the other side. Right. Even when he's puffed up, even when he's talking his trash about you and your God, yeah. you have got to say, you have got to make it decided. Oh, you talk all you want. You're going to get whooped today. Right. You think your mama whooped you. Well, you see what I'm going to do to you today. Right. And the Lord, the Lord delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. And he will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And, so, and, said, and, said, and Saul said to David, go in the Lord be with you. Go in the Lord be with you. Come on. Not everybody around is going to believe in your dream. Not everybody around you is going to believe that you can overcome. Not, matter of fact, you may have had so many L's and W's that they just, that's just like, oh, you know, that's just Henry. He thinks he's going to have a win today. No, because you're now you're on the right team. They don't know you're on the right team. They don't know you're on the Lord's team. If they would have known that you were on the Lord's team, they would have joined the Lord's team a long time ago. But now they're starting to see you get some W's under your belt. They're like, ooh, I always knew he could do it. You lie. They're lying. They were putting bets against you during that time. Right? Not us. Not the body of Christ. We believe in you. God believes in you. And with his anointing on your life, yes. with your obedience, right. doing what he told you to do. You know, David wasn't just sitting around. I know some people like to think David was just a guy sitting around. He, I'm going to be just like David. But David wasn't just sitting around. He took care of his father's house. He treated his father's house like it was his own. He treated that bear, that lion, like those were his sheep. He treated it like that. When something's not yours, you're like, oh, the lion took it. Too bad. Sorry, I like the lamb. I'm going to miss him. Right? 
No, that's my lamb that you took. And, and uh, today I'm going to get myself a, a lion skin rug. Should be your attitude. I ain't putting none of, none of this junk anymore. Right. No more living at the bottom of the barrel. Right. No more living like I have enough excuses. Oh, I don't. I don't, I don't speak enough English. I, I, you know, I've gone, I've lived a certain way so long. You know, my mom, people, people always say stuff, you know, I can't do it. You know, if you're, you go, what, you know, what are these poor Mexicans going to do? All they've ever done is work in the fields. They'll never get out of it. That's a bunch of lies. Bunch of lies. You'll hear that at the schools, at the university. It's a bunch of lies. It's a lie. Oh, come on. You're just saying, no, my mama got it, came here. I remember when my mom went back to school to get back her eighth grade degree, eighth grade, graduate from junior high. I remember that. I was there. I went to school with her. I sat on the floor. And then I remember when she graduated from uh, the high school, the, the, the adult school. And then I remember she went to Portable College. I remember her being at that graduation. And she worked in the field. They both worked in the field. They both. So don't tell me you can't make it out of no field. Well, we're Mexicans, you know, they act like Mexicans don't make it out of the, the fields. We make it out of the fields yeah. and we make it better yeah. living in the best neighborhoods. Yeah. Why? Because we honor our parents. We learn how to live. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're Hispanic. If you trust and you learn how to honor, God will promote you each and every time. Hey, come on. I done preach myself happy. I'm going to take off running. You got a visitor here. You're like, I don't know. That, I didn't know they ran in this church. Yeah, we run in this church. Once in a while, you'll be in a Holy Ghost meeting. People take off running. You're like, really? Yeah, really. I haven't found anybody who's willing to swing on that yet. And a little high. I tried to boost my mom up there once. She kind of had an awkward fall, so we just stopped doing that. Come on, full of victory. Full of joy. Getting on the other side. Come on. Say, yes, I can. Yes, I will. I'm on the victory side. Hey! <laughs>